Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters episode number 59. Today's guest is Eric Martel, who owns Martel Turnkey. I want to chat with him about why he chose the real estate route after doing IT consulting for a number of years and why he's preferring Memphis and Cleveland markets. If you are on the fence about investing, or have any questions about alternative investments, please reach out to me at alpesh at wealthmatters.com. It's A-L-P-E-S-H at W-E-A-L-T-H-M-A-T-R-S dot com. Welcome to Wealth Matters Podcast. How are you, Eric, today? Very good, Alpesh. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Hope all is well in the new year. Yeah, I mean, we have big plans this year. We have a big, big plan. We're planning to grow our business uh, another uh, 50% uh, this year. Uh, and then we have uh, two new people that are coming on board full time. Uh, one of them to help with the acquisition side and then uh, another person to help on the sales side. And actually that new person is my wife. Oh, okay. Is, uh, coming on board. So she quit her job and she has a couple of days uh, left to work. This, this week, I think, is her last week. Nice. And, and uh, you know, then she's full time on that as well. So I'm full time on that. She's full time on that. And then we have, uh, my, I have my two sons and then another salesperson. Wow. It's a, it's a yeah. family business. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, it is growing. I think now that's, people, that's great. people are outside of the family now. So they're going <laughs> to. We're going to have to adopt them or have them change right. their name or something like that. <laughs> so uh, can you tell my listeners what do you do? Uh, so, yeah, I'm a real estate investor full time. I'm the founder of a company called Martel Turnkey. And we're basically a turnkey rental um, you know, uh, provider. So we have single family uh, rentals uh, in Memphis and Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. And then we also do, I mean, right now we're also kind of like... Dipping into last year, we did about 70 units uh, multifamily as well, around like uh, five, six projects. Uh, So we're planning to continue on with that. And then we we have a couple of investors that normally join us for these investments. So that's also a possibility for for your listeners or other investors. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, how did you get started with real estate? So I got started, the first time really that I, I... my first transaction was actually in my second year of university. Um, I had, uh, there was a lot of uh, ads on the news. I was, I was watching TV late at night. So okay. there was a lot of, it was either a black and white movies or it was uh, advertising about uh, all kinds of things. Like so are you, are you talking about like 100 years ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 just about, just about. <laughs> and then uh, the, uh, you know, there was nothing exactly, now, now it's completely different, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of ads at the time where it was, uh, oh, you know, make money quick and buy real right. estate, uh, no money down and all of that. And I kind of like, 
kind of dis, uh, disregarded that. But then there was, uh, I, I met a, a real estate investor and um, he basically said, well, you know, it, it is possible, uh, you know, and so he was kind of showing me the rope and he became my mentor. Nice. And uh, I bought an eight unit apartment building in my second year of university. Wow. Um, you know, but it was pretty, it was good to have him because he was basically telling me that, okay, well, this is the next step, you know, okay, yeah, you're, you're doing fine. You know, somebody that's right. there to tell you, you're doing fine. Oh, yes. <laughs> going, you know, and that's, that's a great help. That's right. Because there's a lot of <laughs> all the realtors that I would talk to, they would say, nah, it's not possible. You can't, right. you can't find that. This isn't, you know, or when I would go, to, once I found the property, I would go to the bank and say, hey, can you get me uh, financing? Say, no, no. Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I had to go to multiple banks and say, no, no, you got to find a bank. Try here, try there. And then, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of people that are going to basically deny you. Uh, right. But if you know that it is possible, then you're going to continue right. to search and find for something that's right for you. Right. And that's why they say your network is your network, right? Because yeah, you yeah, got exactly. to build a network. You found someone who helped yeah. you, right? Yeah. But the, that guidance was so important because he kept telling you, okay, find another bank, right? Exactly. Or, or, or they keep will they keep denying you till you find someone yeah, who yeah. accept. Well, <laughs> if I didn't know it was possible, I would have just right. given up, right? right. Say, oh yeah, well, this is not possible. I'm going to find something else to do. Uh, but yeah, because you know that this is possible. And this guy was very, he was an inspiration for me because he was, he was just a regular college teacher, uh, community college teacher. He was not oh, making wow. a lot of money, <laughs> but then he managed to build uh, like a, a 30, I think he had a 36 unit apartment building that nice. he built. And, uh, and then when I, last time I saw him, he was building uh, a shopping center. You know, he had bottle wow. up and blah, blah, blah. And now he's building a shopping center. It was pretty, um, it was pretty incredible. And he was very disciplined and he would basically every day early before going to class and stuff like that, he would sit and have a coffee and really think about, okay, what am I going to accomplish today? What do I need? Right. What problems do I need to solve? What uh, questions do I need to answer? You know, and he would really think about that. And he was very creative in how he approached uh, you know, these, these solutions. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what happened after you acquired that building? Did you jump full time into real estate or did you go through the corporate route and then figured out yeah. that I yeah. need to go back? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. To me at that point, it was kind of, uh, it was good. It was a good experience, but it was not like a hundred percent. Oh, this is fantastic experience. Uh, because I didn't have a, a lot of money. I basically, I literally bought this building, no money down. It was still positive cash flow. That's and, great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had like a, a second mortgage from the, the vendor, the, the seller. And then I had, you know, my first mortgage from a credit union. And um, yeah, so no money down, cash flow positive, but I didn't have any property management in place oh, so okay. i became the property manager that's, and then, that's, that's rough <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, and i'm not you know it's okay if you're if you're good at that it might be right. good if you're a good if you uh, you know but i had to do like plumbing and some uh -huh. electrical work or something not like good that. because i wanted to save money i didn't right. have money right. so all of that so it was kind of like uh i felt okay about it it was not a fantastic experience and then i moved to uh for my career so i was uh 
I had graduated in actuarial math. So I was, I worked as an actuary then in Toronto. And um, so that was kind of like, okay, let's just move that aside. And then somebody bought that building eventually. Um, as I worked as an actuary, uh, I was uh, working a lot in pension. Okay. And, uh, you know, there was all these laws going on and I basically yeah. uh, spent a lot of my time basically canceling or converting defined benefit pension plans to defined contribution pension. Oh, okay. Because uh, the government in Canada, they want, they were forcing all the companies to right. in index their pension. And right, then, like uh, 401k. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they say, well, you can't afford it now. I'm not going right. to write a check for $3 million. You know, so they would say, cancel the, the defined benefit plan. So that was pretty depressing. And I knew what I was doing. I was basically my, putting myself out of business. And I was putting uh, a lot of uh, employees in, uh, in a very precarious uh, situation. Right. Because right. the shift is basically going, the shift of the risk is basically going from the employer to, um, you know, to the employee at that point. Right. So, um, yeah, so I was not... It was kind of depressing, not good environment right. when, when you don't feel like you're doing the right thing and all of that. And then um, again, you know, at that time, the, uh, the PCs were coming on, mm -hmm. were becoming popular. And, uh, you know, at one point we had like one PC and then we had a bunch of PCs. Uh, and then, so I kind of liked that. And uh, I started doing consulting uh, in that, in, uh, oh, okay. in programming and all of that. And I did that for a while. Joined a company, uh, a CRM company in Toronto, built a professional services group, and then eventually with that company, transferred to uh, California. Oh, okay. Nice. So I had a lot of stock <clears throat> options when I moved to California, <clears throat> and I said, well, I need to, I need to uh, invest in something else. I need to diversify and all right. of that. So I sold some of the stock options. A lot of it went back to uh, the stock market, but... I wanted to invest in real estate and I couldn't find anything that really made sense in terms of returns. Yeah. In California. Especially Bay Area. Either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't changed much. I mean, but in 2000, exactly. in 2000 it was, it's better than today, but it's yeah. it was still, it's still yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just horrible. And um, so I kind of said, okay, well, this is, uh, this is really not working out. But if, and this is one of the reasons why I'm, I want to talk to people is that if I had known uh, then what I know now in terms of investment, I would have taken my money and I would have invested that money out of state. Um, right. And it would have, it would be talking. And that's, what, that's, what you, you, that's what you and I do, right? I don't exactly. invest anything in California. Exactly. So I didn't know that then. And my mindset was still that I needed to be close to my property. Right. Um, so when I talked to real estate investors and realtors, they were saying, well, you should go to Fresno, which is uh, right. <laughs> three, four hours away from here. It's at least a better market than Bay. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit better. Yeah, but, you know, it made a little bit more sense, but it still didn't make sense for me for what I was thinking I needed to do in terms of driving there like once a month, you know, mm -hmm. I don't particularly like driving four hours one way. Yeah. So um, I said, well, this is not for me. So I put that on the back burner, bought a house instead, and then um, just kept going, doing IT consulting uh, business. And uh, 
And eventually, my, one of my sons uh, came to me and said, I am really interested in doing real estate. And uh, <clears throat> I said, okay, well, I thought he wanted to be a real estate agent, but he wanted to be uh, a real estate investor, which I thought, nice. oh, that was pretty interesting. And um, so he saw something from uh, a company that was offering sem seminars and all that. We went to that, did some training with them and all of that. And uh, my other son joined. He was, work he was uh, studying at LMU, uh, Loyola Marymount University in LA. And then okay. he said, hey, I'm interested in doing that. He was an <laughs> entrepreneurship. I said, yeah, I want to start a company. Right. So, so he joined, joined in. And then the three of us. This is when we really started the, uh, the real estate investment. Uh, That's company. awesome. So, so what inspired you to become an entrepreneur or business owner? I always felt that this was my calling. I never, uh, I, I was always a, an entrepreneur. I was always doing projects, doing, I always had ideas to do things um, that were outside, uh, outside the box, the famous box. So, uh, you know, even in uh, high school or whatever, I would go in, uh, actually, even in elementary school, my fourth grade teacher, I, would, I had read a book and I said, hey, I want to do a play about this book. And then the teacher said, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do that. And then, uh, so we, you know, she helped me and we did a play about, uh, about the book. And uh, that was the kind of, from my side, it was always like, I always wanted to do things that were uh, like that, like projects. There was always things that, that were interesting to me that were That's not interesting. part of that. And I always found support from my teachers, from everybody that I talked to. Uh, they were always, uh, they always wanted to support me. And I that's think that's great. True. Yeah. And I think that's true still today, uh, not just for me, but I think for uh, our, your listeners and everybody, like if you go and say, hey, I have a project and this is what I want to do. And you talk to people, people are going to support you um, in what you want to do in, mo in most cases, unless it's a really silly right. thing. <laughs> right. So, uh, so let, let's change the topic now and, and talk about the markets. You mentioned you are focused on uh, Cleveland and Memphis markets. Right. Uh, yeah. And most of my listeners do know about Memphis market, yeah. but they don't about Cleveland market. Okay. And, and I have a story about Cleveland market. When I got started, I got burned really bad in Cleveland oh, yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. And um, I lost all my investment. Oh. And, and since then, since 2015, I never invested in Cleveland market. Wow. Okay. <laughs> of wow. course, that was like the E neighborhood. It was... Uh, you know, you couldn't oh, even yeah, have, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, right. Uh, there are some bad neighborhoods, definitely. That you know, in, uh, <laughs> East Cleveland. I mean, this part of an area. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially Cleveland and Michigan, Detroit. I've heard about those markets. So, yeah. wh why Cleveland market? So, our strategy for when we select uh, markets in general, we want to have a, kind of a steady, steady growth uh, in the market. So we don't want to have something like an exuberant growth right. and then, you know, like you talk about Phoenix or the Bay Area. Yeah, Bay Area, Phoenix, Seattle. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly, right? It's like it doesn't make sense to invest there because, you know, it's just, it's just booming. Right. It's just exuberant and people don't think properly. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then you end up over... Then it's, it's gambling. That's what I call it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking, we're always looking for like slow growth kind of uh, market, low unemployment market. Um, and then we're also looking for uh, a business diversification. 
uh, especially with respect to healthcare. So, there's, uh, and you know, in Cleveland, obviously, you have Cleveland Clinic, right? Uh, that's very popular there. You also have the Health Tech Corridor that's there, where Cleveland is encouraging biotech and all kinds of different uh, hospitals and researchers to actually go and operate there. Um, and we also have, like, uh, in terms of, uh, we have Amazon also that we are uh, kind of following around a little bit kind of where, where they're going, where they're building their distribution centers and all of that. And Amazon has built you know, two of the areas that we are, where we are investing, uh, uh, Maple Heights and Euclid's, they have uh, converted uh, shopping centers into distribution centers there. Oh, so okay. They create, you know, 2,000 jobs uh, at these locations and, you know, lots of money in the, uh, investing in that area so that's um so these are the kind of like things that we're looking at we're also looking in uh, in the logistic uh like fedex ups where are they investing right. and all that kind of stuff uh, and again fedex has a pretty good presence in uh, in cleveland uh, not as big as memphis obviously right yeah uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know but in cleveland definitely a good market so that's kind of what overall when we go and look at these uh, these markets and these cities so that's why we kind of look and said, okay, well, we need to pay a closer attention to Cleveland. And then we, then it's about selecting the neighborhood and then building the team over there. Um, so the, um, our realtor, we have not only a realtor on the ground that is really helping us identify the right locations for the, and the right opportunities. Mm -hmm. Then we have, a, a, the basically contractors we have okay. in, uh, in Cleveland right now we have three contractor teams uh, that's working with us and then we have uh, also property management company because we're in the rental business okay so so you uh, you have your like your own property management company or you're working with a separate you're working uh, okay. independently with uh, with another company and how much do they charge 10 percent 10 percent of yeah. uh, rent and what kind of returns investors should anticipate in a market like Cleveland? So in Cleveland, we, uh, we on the cash on cash return. So assuming that you uh, you're financing 80% of the property, you can expect uh, like a 16% cash on cash return. Okay. So that's what we would expect. So for an $80,000 property, like single family uh, renting at about eight to eight fifty. Um, you pay your, uh, your property management, you pay your operating expenses, you pay your mortgage, and then you'd be left with like $250 uh, okay. you know, a month roughly. And uh, are these properties fully rehabbed or, um, yeah. and, and what kind of guarantee or well, warranty it, do you have? Yeah, I guess I should define fully rehabbed. So we're yes. looking at, yeah, right. I mean, we're looking at, uh, like if the roof has been done the last five years you okay. know, and it has like another 15 years or 20 years, ten, uh, useful life, we're not going to change the roof. Um, if the same thing with the ACs and the HVAC in general and stuff like that. So we're looking at all the components of the house and then determining that, you know, this, this is an excellent condition. We don't need to, we don't need to touch it. But if there's anything that we think is going to be uh, needing replacing or it's not optimal, uh, we're gonna we're gonna fix it or we're gonna replace it completely. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's what we want to do. Obviously, we want uh, our turnkey buyers, our investors. We want we don't want them to have any problems with the product, right? right? So we want to make sure that everything is going to be in in uh, top condition and they won't have they won't have problems with it. Then they can get um, 
homeowner's insurance uh, okay. to kind of, uh, you know, if there's any problems with the mechanicals and all right. that. Uh, if it's anything that we've touched, that we've uh, we've fixed, and then somehow we uh, hasn't been fixed properly, then we'll go back in there and fix it. Uh, okay. Free, obviously. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, so that's kind of uh, what we do. Awesome. Yeah. So let's take a quick break, Eric, and uh, we'll continue discussing about Cleveland market after the break. Okay. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S, dot com. Welcome back to Wealth Matters Podcast. I'm chatting with Eric Martel, and we are discussing about Cleveland market right now. So, uh, Eric, uh, as I mentioned, I had on my, uh, you know, hands uh, with Cleveland market. So, how are you uh, looking at the rental demand in the market, and uh, and what's the driving force behind that rental demand? Yes, I think I think employment. I think it's uh, it's very low unemployment in uh, in Cleveland right now. There's a lot of investments that are happening in Cleveland uh, with uh, Amazon, with uh, all, all kinds of other uh, companies. I know that the Eagle Brands is uh, is spending more money in there. Uh, also, the health tech uh, sector is also um, expanding. So there's a uh, this is slow growth. There's uh, low unemployment and uh, and where we are focusing our effort is, uh, you know, we're looking at neighborhoods where it's kind of like a B, C class okay. kind of neighborhood. So these people typically are working in, uh, in a warehouse or they are hourly workers okay. uh, or they, maybe they're like a supervisor level if it's in a B class and all of that. So that's the kind of work that they would do. And so we're looking, we're paying close attention to these kinds of, uh, of investments in, uh, in manufacturing, in, uh, in hospitals, in, uh, in a warehouse and stuff like distribution centers. So when they look at, they, look, they need a lot of people to do that. And then the, uh, you know, and they're, they're basically our customers right. in terms of rentals. So, yeah. And then we pay close attention with also to the neighborhoods. I know you mentioned that uh, yes. we've had, you were burned in the, uh, in some uh, areas and Cleveland is kind of funny uh, for that because you can't just look at Cleveland and say, Oh, this is a particular zip code is, is good. It's, it, you have to kind of like break it down. <laughs> there's some neighborhoods that yes. we, uh, we, we look at and some zip code and then our realtors say, okay, well, you can go in there, but don't go over that's uh, the street, uh, you know, south of the street is bad, you know, go there, don't go there. So we have to rely on the team, uh, on our team down there to really guide us for the right property and exactly where, where we're looking at. So uh, what should investors see uh, in this market during downturn? Yeah, so it depends on your, on your time horizon. And this is one of the reasons why we are in the turnkey rental business and the rental business in general is that we're not, uh, we're not like the typical flipper. Uh, where you're trying to sell your house to a, to a consumer. Yeah. Uh, our time horizon is much longer for me, for my investment. I mean, I'm not even looking at, uh, a lot of people are looking at their retirement. This is about, I'm investing for my retirement. Right. I'm not in the, I, for me, I'm investing for a legacy. So I'm looking my my kids and my grandkids. So I'm building right. a legacy for them. So I'm looking at a hundred year time horizon. Um, so if uh, if the market goes down, 
I'm just gonna sit and wait uh, and then wait for the market to come back as long as uh, it continues to pay to pay for it. So, right, yeah, as long as it, you know, the rent is covering the mortgage and the expenses, exactly. plus you're exactly. getting some positive cash flow, why would you even exactly. sell, right? Yeah. Well, what's the reason unless you wanna you know, scale up and, and move into a different industry or something like right. storage or multifamily. Yeah. And that's the same for our turnkey buyers too. I mean, if they, they're planning to they're planning to keep it for a long period of time, the the house pays for itself. It's positive cash flow, and then it's just you just sit and wait. You don't have to. It doesn't. The value of the house, even if it goes down, right? Uh, you know, shouldn't it that, doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. You may say, and you you can't time the market. You say, oh, I should have waited and bought it at the at the lowest right. end of the market. Yeah, you could, but it's kind of, uh, you shouldn't be trying to time the market. Right. It's a good investment now. Uh, and I forget who said that, but it said uh, somebody was mentioning that uh, when is it a good time to invest in the real estate market? And he was saying, you know, a hundred years from now, no, today. I heard that too. Something like that, because that's true, because it's... Uh, it's always a good time because it's uh, it's always uh, it's always going to go up in the long run, right? Uh, and if it pays for itself, I mean, you don't you don't. Yeah, have I always tell my listeners and my friends that we don't bid land. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> of course, we are we are getting populated all over the world, but we don't build land, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so of course, it is going to appreciate at some point. Yeah, that's right. And so, in terms of downturn, what we, what I'm expecting in downturn, if there's a downturn on the real estate market, I think it's going to be uh, pretty much on the exuberant market. I think this is where we're going to see a correction. Right. Uh, and know uh, the other one is going to be on the luxury and class right. A kind of uh, real estate. So that's where I see a correction that could uh, that could happen. And we are already seeing softening in San Francisco, LA, Seattle that's right, markets. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, which is of course expected. <laughs> and and we invest in B and C class uh, right. kind of property. So these people, you know, there's they they need a place to stay, right. uh, to live. Uh, and then often they don't have the down payment or the money to buy a property. Right. So you know they're gonna they're gonna continue to rent. So awesome. Yes. Hey, so what are the top three things which differentiate Martel Tunkery from other similar providers? Mm -hmm. So the first thing for us is the, uh, I would say it's cash flowing from day one. So when we sell a property to our turnkey buyers, there is a tenant in place. Okay. And then, um, so like from day one, you know, this property is making, is making money. So they don't okay. have to, um, you know, to, to go and rent. Uh, right, we have. And then some of that, and it takes like three weeks or three months. And then by that, you know, you've lost a lot of money by then. Right. So the other thing too is that we, uh, our property management company is a separate entity. So it's not, uh, we don't get any referrals or anything like that for sending you to that property management company. It's the same company that we use for our own property. <clears throat> but it's, um, you know, and so that that way that if we need to get involved in some conversations, I mean, we can uh, we can easily help you out. But it's a separate company, and then we uh, and it's you know we have a lot of uh, we've been very satisfied with them. 
we you don't you don't have to use them if you want to use another property manager right. you're welcome to do that i know that's a, also another problem on some of uh, <laughs> the other uh turnkey providers out there is um is that right so and then finally the the biggest point i think is um is that we're going to sell you at or below appraised value so so if if we go and this and we buy the property at uh, we sell the property at eighty thousand uh, dollars, they go for financing and they get an appraisal and say, hey, the property is worth only seventy five thousand uh, dollars or seventy seven thousand right. dollars. We're gonna reduce the selling price to that. Uh, okay. Appraised value. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So because we're kind of we're selling a property, but really that's not why we're selling. We're selling cash flow, right? So we're basically telling right. our this is how much this is your return, your cash on cash return for this. So that's why we want it to be cash flowing from day one. We want to get started right away, and we want to make sure that the amount of cash that you put in obviously is the amount of cash you're putting in. So right. that's why uh, that's why we're doing it that way. Uh, I know that some other vendors, they would typically ask you to put more cash out, but then right. your cash on cash return is not the same anymore. Nope. So at 16, yeah. all of a sudden it's 12. I'm yeah. Like, I'm going to go do PML. Yeah. No, that's great. Good to know. Thank you so yeah. much. So how can my listeners reach out to you? So I think the, by email is always a good one. So Eric, my Eric at martelturnkey.com. Uh, I also have a YouTube uh, channel called Break Away from the Rat Race. Um, so feel free to join that. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group that's called retire early through real estate. So awesome. just request to join. And then, uh, so I share a lot of information, articles and, uh, and discussions with uh, other real estate investors as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for the discussion today. Thank you, Alpesh. Take have care. a good, have a good one. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.